0: Try to find something once a week to try and make me remember that that there was a normal life, everything is going to be okay, and I am not losing my mind.
1: I mean, but, but I feel like that's precisely why we're doing this episode, right? So this episode is going to be about how do we fight cabin he- fever? And what is cabin fever even, right? Um, because there's irritation, there's boredom, there's hopelessness, and then there's this unicorn of an experience that we didn't probably, probably didn't know. For for our entire lives, but are now facing it all as human beings called cabin fever. And cabin fever for me is just this gnawing irritability that comes from just staying at home and not being able <laughs> what? It's true. And not being able to get out of the house, which multiplies by a billionth percent if you are married. That is my definition oh, okay. of cabin fever. Okay. What is cabin fever for a single person, Bartz? See, see, the thing is,
0: I, and, and again, we, we've said it many times on the show, and we'll say it again, and we'll continue saying it as this will continue to go on. Um, I, I, for one, will be the first to say that um, cabin cabin fever when you're alone is very different because I've had both. I've lived with my brother uh, where it was just me and him. And we have very, very strong personalities. So uh, we would butt heads a lot and we would be stuck together. And the way that our parents would try and fix the cabin fever between the both of us would be to lock us up even more. Like they (laughs) thought it was just like, you know, if you guys are going to fight, we're going to lock you in the room for another week. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die
1: here.
0: Yeah, but when you're alone, so now I'm going through it alone, it's very, very different because if there's one person that really pisses you off, really rubs you the wrong way, it's yourself.
1: (laughs) So what have you been experiencing, parts Like before we, because I feel like it's hard to, okay, everyone's stuck at home now and Earlier today, I was actually uh, watching the stories of one of my best friends who live in New York, and he's a nurse there. And he reposted this video of New York Magazine's um, video of New York City right now. And you see footages of Times Square, Grand Central Station, and all of these other iconic spaces that have absolutely nobody cool. in there. Maybe two or three people walking around, riding their bike, policemen around, but no one's there. there. Yung usual na dami ng garbage that would line the streets in New York aren't there anymore. People crossing, tourists following a lady with umbrella, none of that. And it was just, it, it struck me that even in the busiest corners of the world, people have stopped. And are staying in their homes. And and my friend was saying that, you know, it's it's different for everyone, cabin fever now and the way that we're living our lives. Because for some people, they're stuck in their houses, they're stuck in farms in large spaces. In New York City, we're stuck in tiny apartments that have no balconies, and we have two kids with us. It's it's crazy cabin fever. And we wanted to create this episode because I feel like cabin fever comes in dip- different shapes and forms and experiences for each person. I want to know, Parts, what's it like being a single person, living alone, and what is cabin fever um, translating to you? How is cabin fever translating to you?
0: Well, um, you know, you, you kind of get I don't know. At this point, because it's been over a month now, we've today, today, uh, as we were recording this it was supposed to be the day that it came to an end. Like mm-hmm. th- this is the, the full run. So going through this, uh, there are things that I have started to become more comfortable with because of the cabin fever. There are things that are starting to, uh, I guess drive me a little bit insane, uh, <laughs> at times. Just a little. Just a little bit. I mean, not to the point where I'm dangling off of my building, cleaning my windows. Not like that. I mean, that was just because I needed to do that. Not that wasn't because uh-huh. I was going insane. But yeah, I, I'm starting to. I really accept a lot of different things that are coming with this. So to say that, like, because I think that I'm starting to realize that this is going to be the new norm. Mm. And I think when you look at cabin fever, you the the. Common, I guess, idea that you have with, with cabin fever is it's going to come to an end. Mm. Like, uh, konti na lang na to. I mm. think we have now transitioned to the point where, okay, this is no longer going to be cabin fever. This is going to be the way of life for quite a while. So we got to yeah. get used to this. Yeah. And uh, as a single person, single person living alone, uh, you know, you you, you start to. To question what what is funny anymore like nobody laughs at your jokes anymore like you do I, I swear like I, I sit down and I'm like who am I like what is happening <laughs> you, you start to I have got these
1: a existential problems, problems.
0: <laughs> what if I'm not really here anymore <laughs>
1: Am I a brain in a vat and scientists are just putting all these memories, thoughts, and ideas in my head, but actually I'm just a brain in a vat?
0: <laughs> How will I know? I don't know. So I'm just, you know, trying to accept that this is the way that things are going to be. And like today, I, I went back to working out and I kind of ventured out a little bit more on my workout to get my, a little bit more of the cabin fever out. I did like some, like, exercises on my exit on my fire exit stairs, hoping mm. that that would try and make things a little bit better. So I I don't know. Cool. I'm still trying to figure out if there's going. How is it going with with your? I mean, not only not only living with someone, not only is he your husband, but he's your brand new husband. Like, <laughs> there's supposed to be a long honeymoon stage. Where you find these wow. little quirks that kind of be like, Ooh, that doesn't really pique my interest with the way that he does that. <laughs> yeah. How is it going with you? It's like a crash course.
1: I mean I feel like our entire relationship has been fast forwarded, right? Like, yes, we were together for seven months or eight months, and then we got engaged and then we got married. It, it, it was really all fast paced. And the funny thing is, um, now also it's the same thing that's happening. Like, we were supposed to have this whole, the first two months to just kind of be in a bliss of marital bliss kind of enjoy each other you know kind of experience and explore being in the same house and and slowly but surely um introduce him to the quirks that i have but now it's just in one or two weeks, alam nyo na lahat ng baho ko as a person.
0: <laughs> lahat ng, uh,
1: lahat ng anger management problems ko, lahat ng pagiging perfectionist ko, lahat ng pagiging control free ko, he, like, he knows everything! <laughs> so, so I feel like that's, that's part of the cabin fever. And I, I didn't really, really realize that it was cabin fever until I kind of started reading about it. And it was just, it was so funny to kind of, understand that a lot of the irritabilities that we probably are experiencing right now is because of the fact that we're all stuck at home and even though you aren't constantly discussing it there is this thought behind our our heads going you aren't going to be able to go out of the house the life that you're going to go back to is not the same life that we left before coronavirus. Nobody knows if we'll ever find a vaccine for this and if this thing will end by the year. There's that thought that I feel like pushes all of your emotions and all of your anxieties and all of your experiences up your throat. And every time something goes out of the way that you want it to, like if you just get a little bit irritated or annoyed, dahil na dito na yung emotions mo sa taas, sa right? Mm-hmm. Like if my husband replies to me the the tiniest bit of with the tiniest bit of annoyance, I just go off the charts angry, and I don't understand it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because your anxiety and your anxiousness is up to here already. And the other day we were also having this discussion, and and he was saying that. I don't understand how I feel. And I feel like that's where most of us are right now, right? I agree. You don't understand what you're feeling. And so you try to listen to podcasts and you try to find a new hobby. You try to enroll in an online university. You try all of these things to kind of get a grasp of what you're feeling and how to deal with it. But it just doesn't work and and that's kind of the space that Wancha and I have been in right now and you pair that with his birthday blues <laughs>
0: Ooh, <yeah. laughs>
1: and, and and all the other things that are that are going on around us and it was just it was chaos the past couple of days but I praise God because you know those experiences teach us really to kind of cope and when you were saying that Kanina when you were saying that you were Going into the space of your mind saying that you're kind of getting used to it and you're kind of in this space of acceptance that this is going to be the new norm. I was just reading a book about that, that our brains are plastic. It basically transforms and changes according to the experiences that we have. And so although we see this experience and this pandemic as such an unprecedented experience in history, it's also shaping and molding the human race in such an extreme rate that you're discovering new things about yourself. And so I wanted to talk about how do we cope with cabin fever, Right? How have you been coping with cabin fever? What are, or, or in, in, in layman's terms, I guess, what has been keeping you normal and sane? The past couple of weeks that you've kind of discovered, right? Because the first few episodes, pinugusa pa the general parts of it. Yes. Like, ah, you go to exercise, you breathe, you do all of these things. But have you have you learned or discovered new things that has helped you keep sane these past two weeks? Um, Four weeks, <laughs> uh, Yeah,
0: uh, I like yesterday. Um, yes, I I try to have. Even one bit or one thing or one, like, purchase or something like that, that reminds me of the normal world.
1: Mmm, that's cool. Okay, tell me more about that. So,
0: you remember one of the first things that we talked about here on the show was, what is the one thing that you are dying to eat? Mm. So, yesterday, uh, well, two weeks ago, um, my friends and I ordered the Mendokoro ramen, send a check uh, that, that you can take out and then you make on your own. So I picked mine up yesterday and I had my like bowl of ramen the way that, well, not the way that it should be, but better than the ramen that I could have made. So <laughs> it, was, it was like having maybe a, about a good 30 to 45 minutes of just normalcy. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me that, that, you know, there was, that there was a a way of life that we had before that wasn't this way that, you know, Mm -hmm. everything seemed to be better. And I think that, that people are looking at cabin fever right now in despair. And I think that that's why it's hitting the anxiety so much. It's like, this is the way that life is. We don't like the way that this, this way, this is the way that life is. And it sucks because there's nothing we can do about it. So instead of looking at it with despair, that's why I always try to have I'll order one thing or like the other day I had like last week I had yellow cab or something. You know, I just try to find something once a week to try and make me remember that that there was a normal life. Everything is going to be okay, And I am not losing my mind.
1: Mm -hmm. that's actually a really good point um and it's also one of the first few things that i feel like could help us beat cabin fever to keep us sane is to do something that that used to be so normal and banal before yes and for you that was ordering food that reminded you of the life that you had once yes Um, for for me it's going um outside by the balcony or for the first time today, my husband and I. Because my our compound uh, actually allows like for a certain area to be the dog walking and the 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 runners area. So yung dating there there there's a retail row uh, by the ground floor of our condo, and so that used to be the parking lot. And since no one's there, everything's closed. They turned that into the area where people can jog and walk their oh, dogs nice. for a certain t- uh, well hours, certain hours in the day. So we went out for the first time today. Nice. And and yeah, we just took a walk. We took our dog for a walk for the first time in a couple of weeks. And I feel like the reason why that's so important also, apart from kind of reminding yourself of the normalcy that we all once had, it's also overcoming the fear of coronavirus in that yes. sense, right? Because I feel like majority of, of the anxiety comes from this anxiousness or, or fear towards the sickness, right? Like if I go out, if I do these things, um, I'll get sick and I'll die. And obviously, if you're not being careful and if you're not doing all the right things, if you're not sanitizing, if you're not wearing your mask or all these things, you probably will get sick, right? Yeah. There are higher chances of it. But the thing is, if you, you do the right things, if you follow protocol and you stay on the safe side while doing something normal as... Within, within the bounds that yeah. your community and your leaders allow you to, like going outside and taking a walk, seeing trees and having your dog walk and just kind of getting your exercise in or ordering good food, right? You actually have the chance to kind of overcome that fear of I might die if I do something that used to be normal. Yes. And, and I feel like that's so powerful. It's something that that I encourage you guys to do. Um, we took a walk and we were just wearing our masks. We kept our distance. There weren't a lot of people that were walking and that, that were out. Um, if you would want to, you could also like time it at, uh, at, at an hour where not a lot of people are outside. So very early in the morning, the, the, the park, the parking lot opens at 5 a.m. So we go at around 6.30 or 7. So not a lot of people are there. We keep our distance. And then after that, you, you go straight to the shower. You have everything, your clothes, you sanitize everything before you enter the house. And it just, it made us feel so powerful to yes. kind of. Get back that sense of normalcy, right, parts?
0: Yeah, and, and I, I think that that's it. Um, and especially for, for someone that is living with someone else, you're looking there. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Um, we are powerless with everything that's happening around us. Mm-hmm. So has it become a struggle for power within a home? Has it reached, does does it reach that? And that's what could lead to some cabin fever, uh, I guess spats here and there where there's a struggle. Like, I I mean, to try and have control over a situation, does that happen?
1: yeah yeah obviously i mean that that's one of the things also that you guys could fight about right like Mm. figuring out who's gonna be in control of the household now that it seems it feels like nobody's in control how are we going to fix this house how do we keep each other safe how do i keep myself safe how do i deal with my personal problems my personal anxieties and emotions while still being responsible for the response for the emotions and anxieties of the other person Mm. and that's why I think the second point is so important when you're living with someone and it's to create different spaces for different things and different people now for people who are living alone and you're in your condo right one of the simplest things that you can do to kind of beat cabin fever is to assign a place for sleeping assign a place for for workout assign a place for your computer for your work assign a place for eating and don't do it all in the same space it doesn't matter if you live in a studio condominium of twenty-five square meters. Kahit malit na corner lang yes. na andun lang yung laptop mo. I maliit na corner lang na andun yung gym mat mo. And that's what I did with me and my husband the first the second week of, of the quarantine because we kept fighting that because we were in the, in the, in the living room lang the whole day we would eat there we'd sleep there we'd watch our netflix there and then we'd work there and so i figured okay if i have my own space upstairs and then he has his own space downstairs we can kind of meet in the middle whenever we want to but then go our separate ways if we need our space one thing that you have to remember especially during cabin fever experiences is you have to be honest with yourself. If you're irritated with a person that you're with, if you're irritated with yourself, the work that you're doing or whatever activity that you're doing, accept it. It's okay to be irritated and annoyed currently at the situation and just find your way around it. Even
0: if that even if you're not living with someone else. I am so irritated by myself already. <laughs> exactly. Like I am pissing myself off so much I'm just like what are you doing and I'm like I don't know man there's nothing else to do like I I understand that even if you're alone if you're with somebody now my question is like for me it's very difficult because if I get irritated with myself I can't like just like leave myself with you how is it different as well because I I know you I know you as uh, you know the person that you are and
1: when oh no, you, what are you what, about to say?
0: No, when you get a little bit irritated at a situation, you know better than to immediately lash out. Your first yeah. thought of mind is to step away, cool your head, and then, then you'll have a decent conversation. Most of the time. Most uh, of the time. Most of the time. So how is it going now that you can't just be like, you know what, I'm going to go out, I'm going to relax a <laughs> bit, I need to clear my head, and I'll be back and we will converse about this.
1: You can't legit do that now. Face the corner. <laughs> <laughs> face the corner, muna. Ako, <laughs> <laughs> so, ka lang, <laughs> oh, uh, or or like what Jimmy Kimmel said. You know, I've just discovered that going into your car, closing everything, and screaming your lungs out really helps with your sanity.
0: <laughs> oh, it really does. It really apparently does.
1: Exactly. So, uh, and and I have a friend also who see faith she she told me the other day that you know she was giving me advice because she thought about the same thing like I'm sure you guys are fighting I'm sure you're struggling because you're living in one tiny space and you can't go up and she said Alamo best what you can do is you can go and drive around when when it's possible when you ate 5 a.m mm-hmm. to 8 p.m you can drive around right just within the city or, or wherever and then go home. Like, dri- drive around for hours and then go home if you have that luxury of driving around in a car kailangan din ng cuz if not it's going to get i si- know see that pagdi mo siya ginamit ba? Mm-hmm. so i i i think those kinds of things but i think that brings us also to the third point of um kind of releasing cabin cabin fever and that's allowing yourself uh, allowing yourself to experience escapism okay and what is
0: escapism
1: Escapism is what you do when you escape from a situation that you don't want to be in by watching a movie, reading a book, playing a game, or just kind of going away in your thoughts. And this is precisely what I've been doing whenever I feel like I'm just too anxious. And I start imagining, if I'm not reading my books about the Hobbit and the great (laughs) adventures of Bilbo Baggins with Gandalf (laughs) and the other dwarves, if I'm not doing that, I am...
0: They're searching they're hobbits. <laughs> they're
1: exactly, I I I am searching on the internet like how are how much are the houses in Oxford? As in, the go like I'm drawing up new ideas in my head of like a life that I could live. Outside of where I'm living right now. And you have to admit that if you're stuck in quarantine for this long and you see what's going on with the world, you're probably dreaming about a different alternate, a different life, an alternate universe where you could live without without experiencing this, right? So me, Obviously. that's how I, I, I read my books. I watch my movies and I search up how much a rent in Oxford or New York is. And then I look at my bank account and I go like, huh, I can't afford it. But <laughs> what will I... <laughs> what can I do to afford it in a couple of years? Right, parts. Uh, don't you do that?
0: Uh, yeah. I I mean, I'm escapism is something that I've been doing my entire life. <laughs> uh, oh, I've taught myself that from a very young age of playing video games and, you know, digging my head in all these different movies and TV shows. Escapism is the way that I've always uh, dealt with a lot of things in my life. Uh... But at the same time, I, I think um, escapism is good, but you can't use it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. That's like, true. Like you
0: need to ha- you if you're looking at this situation, and I know a lot of people are doing it because I have a lot of friends that are doing the same thing, where they're just you know bl- browsing through the entire Netflix, beating up everything, and just like, okay, that's it. Today I'm in the good place. You know, like I'm gonna be here for a week. I'm I'm gone. At the same time, we still need to remember and have social responsibility of what's happening. Now, yeah. I understand that what you were saying is just in inside the house, you know, in mm-hmm. trying to make sure that you don't lose your mind. So I was talking to some of my friends yesterday when I picked up my Mendogoro and they were two meters away from me and I was sitting there and I was screaming out these questions. And, then they, and I asked them, like, how are you guys doing it? Like, you are a guy and a girl, boyfriend and girlfriend. This entire 30 days. And I said, be completely honest with me. No, I, I, I you both of you guys are my best friends. I want to know. Have you guys been fighting? And they both said no. That they have not had a spat the entire month. And I was like, how is that possible? I am living alone and I am fighting myself. How is it that you guys are living together and you're not fighting? And the way they said it was, if the only noise that's going to be in the house is anger, I'd rather not start anything. Mm. Is it worth the fight? Is it worth, you know, even let's say you're living with your parents right now, and and your mom or your dad are giving you a little bit of a hard time, or you know, your dad is asking like some really weird questions that you don't want to ask, you don't want to ask at the dinner table. Is it, is it worth it to? Cause some trouble (laughs) at that or in your house or just be like, all right. And then you go back to one of those four corners that we were talking about a while ago. That's what my friends do. Apparently where they just, you know, okay, I'm not happy with you right now. I'm going to go over there and we'll be fine Mm -hmm. in a bit. It's just so that the living space is as not as hostile as it could. be.
1: Yeah. I I was shocked. (laughs) <laughs> no but i i think that's also very important um one of the things that you have to remember when you're stuck with people is you have to pick your battles it, Yes, it, it, it's it's really true you have to pick your battles there are certain uh, arguments and disagreements and tiny annoyances that you can just shrug off and say Nah, okay i'm just gonna go to my space and we'll forget about this let's have good dinner you're probably just hungry hangry and that's probably why we're being annoyed at each other right now and then there are certain arguments that you need to have and you need to hash out yes
0: i absolutely agree
1: because at the end of the day you don't want to be spending these 30 days without a fight but then only to realize after those 30 days that hey we had a couple of issues that we didn't even tackle and figure out when we had the great advantage of being in the same space with no other commitment but each other to really figure each other out, to really forgive each other and help each other become better people, right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I remember reading that when anger turns to resentment, that is where, what was that? Oh man, I just, oh there you go. When anger le- when anger turns to resentment, that becomes the detriment. Do not let your your anger and just like let that sit there and be like, oh my god, I hate the way that this person chooses his mouth open. And then you <laughs> you like every meal you're looking at his mouth and you're like, oh my god, it's still so loud. <laughs> and then that's when it becomes resentment. And then you're like, no, you know what? I'm gonna accept this and then it becomes resentment and that's when it becomes the detriment of your relationship mm, whether it is with your relationship true. with people that are your friends or your your family or your partner in life when your resentment when your anger turns to resentment that becomes your detriment
1: yeah that's so true and and, and i think that that goes into the the last point of mm-hmm. of something that so the things that I've learned to really battle cabin fever it's to stop focusing on how you feel and start thinking about how you can make the living situation of the other person that you're with better yes and that does well, if you're, if you're single and you're living alone, that also translates to how do you change hopelessness into helpfulness? Yes. And when you're living alone and you're feeling cabin fever, one way that you could beat that is if you focus all your energy, your irritability, your annoyances, and think of ways that you could be helpful to other people. For me, as somebody who's married or if you're living with your family or your friends… Um, instead of thinking about how this person annoys you so much by the way that they chew their food with their mouths open, think about how you can give them really good adobo that they can chew so annoyingly with their mouth open, right?
0: Yes. And
1: when you, when you channel that energy of, I, I'd like to say, and, and I can say this, selfishness. It's an energy of selfishness, right? like when you keep focusing on, ah, this person is making me feel like this. And, and probably that's why your friends were not fighting for 30 days because they weren't thinking about how the other person is making them that how how the other person's making them feel, they're mm-hmm. focusing on how do I make the other person feel more comfortable? Yes. How do I make this uh, quarantine life better for my partner, for my loved one? And when you think about that, you have less time to think about how irritated or annoyed or hopeless you feel.
0: Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And uh, if you're living alone, I guess it's the same way for that. Um How, what can you do to make yourself easier to live with? You know, Mm -hmm. are are there things that you don't like, uh, like your own personal habits that kind of, you know, that make you wonder, like, why am I doing this? Like, why, why do I got to cut my toenails here? Like, I mean, you know, like those (laughs) kind of things. Those are the type of things that you might not have been able to fix before. And now you have an opportunity to see you know, oh, I leave the dishes in the sink for way too long. You know, or I for, always forget to ter- bring out the trash. Mm-hmm. These are the things that you can now really work on that were, to to be completely honest, 30 days ago, we're nowhere near 15 days ago, not even coming up in a
1: conversation. Yeah. You know, actually, that's such an important note that you, that you said because I would often get these... Um, I would read these mga news bits on Facebook saying na, ah, you shouldn't glorify productivity so much, blah, blah, blah. Which is... Something that I agree with, you know, Mm -hmm. like this shouldn't be the time for you to pressure yourself to become better or be productive or be the most successful person or, or have abs or things like that, right? But if you aren't realizing right now that time is a a resource that's running out and it's something that you can now use freely for the betterment of you as an individual so that you can be a better part of society in the future or better part of a marriage or relationship or a community in the future, then you're missing the whole point. Exactly. Because this is the time for you to start building habits that will help you become better. And mm-hmm. being productive is part of that. Or something as simple as making your bed every morning. That's probably something that you weren't able to do before. Cause so you're always rushing to go to work. Right? It's probably gonna be traffic by 8 a.m. You wake up at 7, so, yung kwarto mo, but now you can start. Putting all these schedules and new habits, and when you grow these things during this time, it's harder for you to let go of that when things go back to quote unquote normal.
0: I absolutely agree. And again, we, we said it on the show again many times, and, and we will continue saying it. Yes, we want people to be more like more proactive, trying to get more a more active and a healthy lifestyle, even or or whatever. But even if it, like I was saying, just a small small changes you can make to your life to make yourself better. Again, if it was before that you didn't fix your bed, exactly like what mm-hmm. Joyce was saying, that is teaching you a little bit of responsibility. And and if you can do that on the daily, you have nothing else to do anyway. That's great. That's yeah. absolutely great. And that will already help you with your cabin fever. I guarantee you.
1: Yeah. And um, also one of the things that I feel like it's it's, it's giving me sanity, it's keeping me sane, it's just kind of... If you know one thing, like for example, if you play the piano and every day you just try to learn one new song or not even learn it like try to play it one new song every day or you read one paragraph of a book every day just keeping your mind busy and growing and learning it's going to keep you sane because if your brain's not working if you're not exercising it in any way you're going to it's it's easier for you to drift into negative thoughts and eventually go into a space of negativity and cabin fever and we don't want you to be in that space and that's precisely why we make SOS, to be of service to all you crazy people.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. This one, <laughs> this one actually went a lot longer than I expected. Like this yeah. is really, really good. I, 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 guess, I, I guess we missed each other that much. And I hope everybody missed us as well because we missed you guys. Uh, thank you for everyone that keeps sending in uh, all your responses. I, I know we're doing something on your website, right?
1: Yes, we are. So you go to joyspring.com and we've got a video there inviting you to send us a question by sending us a voicemail. All you have to do is say your name, where you come from, or what your work is, and send us a question. Hopefully, it's something that we haven't yet answered here on the podcast. And if you don't know what we've answered so far, well, we've got the previous episodes available on Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor.fm. And you can also check it out on YouTube and Facebook. Send those voice messages in and hopefully they're just not poems or love letters to Aaron Atayde, but also are addressed to me because the podcast is called Adulting with Joyce Spring, guys. It's not find the girlfriend for Aaron Atayde. Hey,
0: I'm, 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 we're we're doing this as a service for the people. What what they want to do with that service is completely up to them.
1: And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adulting with joy I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam!